Hello and welcome back to Sparrow Talk. This is episode two of series three, season three, and we're going to be talking about time after time. Um, and in your own time, Lovely. maybe you two can say hello to the listeners. One listener. Is that what you're indicating? You're going to burp. Tom's keeping us. Just Hello. Oh, that was good. Oh, because it was in your own time. Ah, yeah. God, he's good. I'm going to do Graham? time after Tom. Hello. Ah, brilliant. Thanks, Graham. Um, right. I'm going to throw it right, right back at you, as is tradition, and you're going to tell us about a bit about time after time. Yep, okay. Um, this week we're reviewing a sitcom about a charming Cockney ex-con determined to put his life of crime behind him. That's right, everybody. Not really. Uh, unfortunately not. Uh, I wish. <laughs> if, only we were, if only for the theme tune we were. Uh, alas, no, it's the indebted and inferior sitcom, spoilers, Time After Time, starring uh, British funny man Brian Conley. Well, British man. British man <laughs> Brian Conley. Uh, Time After Time was written by Brian Levison and Paul Minnett, whose only other credits of note were for My Family, which gives you a sense of this show's calibre. Uh, it ran for two series on ITV from 1993 to 1995. Uh, interestingly, and it's slim pickings on that front, uh, it starred Sam Beckinsale, daughter of Richard Beckinsale, himself the star of Porridge and... Shall I do it again? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep playing it. Great. Okay, straight. <laughs> um, so there's that. I've got some Conley trivia because there's not much else to say on the show. I looked at his Wikipedia page. Here's some fun. He proposed to his wife in a suit of armour. Uh, on a similar theme, his wedding was described as the funniest I've ever been to by Linda Lasada. <laughs> <laughs> so is this Brian Conley or the character? Brian Conley. <laughs> Brian Conley, right. Um, it's the same person. Same person. <laughs> Keep me. Uh, and lastly, you can currently catch him hosting By It Now on Channel 4, as I did yesterday, to my surprise. Isn't he set to star in the new season of Doctor Who as well? Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh. Uh, very similar. They are very similar, aren't they? Uh, lastly, uh, this isn't a fact, but I think he's aged well. Maybe he wants to have a look at him now. Um, Where can we see him now? Buy it now. Ah, on Channel 4. Sure. Not this. Is that an eBay-based um, game show? No, it sounds like he's doing QVC or something, but uh, it looked very much like Dragon's Den. Mm. Oh. But I didn't really stick around for I've seen the trailer for it, Tom. Does he oh, yeah. have the capital to invest in he ideas? He doesn't. He's no. posting. Think of him as the Evan Davis oh, yeah. sort of cuddly teddy bear. Linda's number. <laughs> Keith guessed it at lunch. Uh-huh. Number of one. Um, Deddy Davis, who plays Aunt Dot, appears in Nutrix as the elderly neighbour. Nutrix starred, of course, our very own Nicholas Lindhurst. Um, that's it. Any more facts? Find them out yourself. <laughs> She's been in everything, hasn't she? That aunt, aunt Dot. Crazy. Has she? Do you mean Auntie Dot or do you mean the mother? No, I think I do mean Auntie Dot. You mean Auntie mm. Dot, sorry. Not Ma. No. Conley. No. Conley. Uh, I, I have one small fact, which Please. is the series was actually. Well, it's described as a spin off. There was a TV movie called Brian Conley Outside Chance. Um, oh. Which is a one off comedy drama. And it was so successful, they made a series. I don't think I saw the TV movie at the time, though. So is that a movie about the character he plays in this, or is it... Yeah. yeah. I, don't, um, I think he had the same name. Kevin it? Conway. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny Conway. Sorry. Kenny 
Conway Conley, yeah. Yeah. Well, so anyway, on that note, now we can do Keith's Origins. 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 Yeah, Origins. Uh, so I watched episode one of the show to find out how it all began. I don't know if it was the pilot or not, but it certainly began in the prison, uh, much like the Go beginning of Going Straight, yeah. uh, which I am as an arrow. That's too late now. No, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fast. Um, Give me a warning next time. So <coughs> it explains his decision to go straight, uh, and it's just that he doesn't like prison very much because he, he complains about the the slopping out and the other inmates and you know being locked in, I suppose. But he was due to be released. He didn't just decide. That's not how it works. I don't fancy I don't like this. Don't change my mind. <laughs> what was he in for? Uh, car theft. Right. Oh, you, was it tumbling? <laughs> Tom's gesturing something. Or other. Uh, uh, looks vulgar. Uh, yeah. How, and what was his stretch? How long did he? How long was he in for? Uh, literally no idea. Okay. Tom's holding up. I don't four. know. I'm just trying to join in. <laughs> great. Yeah. Great. And you should. Welcome to. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he leaves. Um, he meets his new probation officer, played by Sam Beckinsale. And uh, he makes a joke about a sex change operation. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Tom. Yeah, more gestures. Um, he makes a joke about a sex change operation. Yeah, because his previous probation officer was a, a, a man, male man. There are more than one probation officer. Does he not know that? No. He's, he's, not, the ones. he's not a bright man. Um, uh, yeah, uh, she rebuffs his early moves to woo her. Mm. Um, and she is not impressed by his plans to move back in with his criminal family. So this is where it diverges from going straight, of course. Mm. Uh, Fletcher's family want him to stay mm. on the straight and narrow, but in this show, of course, they're, they're all career criminals, and they're ashamed by the fact that he wants to go straight. And that is the origin. Mm. Origins. 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 Oranges. Um, always read a label... <laughs> yeah. mm. so, Tom, are you going to talk us through the episodes? Sure, of course. Um, so, as uh, Graham alluded to, there was a second season of uh, going. No, sorry. Mm. Time after time. Time after time. No, too late. Um, sound <laughs> uh, We didn't watch any of season two. Uh, we watched uh, a couple of episodes from season one. Um, but I'd be interested to see season two because I've heard in that uh, Kenny Conway becomes an investigator of the paranormal and the alien. <laughs> um, Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, good. Yep. Um, I'm sure he does. I'm sure it's more of the same. Um, so this, the episodes we watched, uh, uh, episode three, the I think quite brilliantly titled "Working with Conviction." Yeah, oh. you know what you're getting, don't you? Um, and then episode six, we think. Well, there yeah. was titled episode seven on YouTube. Yeah, which is breaking out. Um, so episode five, sorry, three, <laughs> three. Uh, time after time, sorry, working with conviction. <laughs> episode three, season one, time after time. I think time after time is a good name. Yeah, it's got a good title. Yeah. yeah. Do you well, think they came up with that first and then worried. tried? Well, how about to... it was called Outside Chance? It was good. Outside he had a chance yeah. outside of prison. Outside of prison. To... That's also good. Go straight. Mm. Many things have been called time after time, but maybe we can look at that later. Sure. Okay. In another segment, I'm calling other shows called time after time. <laughs> and we're going to run that every week. Every week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, 
title sequence. Mm. Mm. Good theme tune. I didn't mind it. It's all right. It's another one where he writes the theme tune, thinks the theme tune, so we seem to uh, seek them out by accident. Quite saxophone heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Did it it say that the writers of the show, like the script writers, also wrote the theme tune? Garth Marenghi. Garth, yeah. Um, Maybe. I thought that's what I saw in the credits. I don't know. The title sequence itself, though, is a little hard to watch, I thought. It's sort of um, a series of black and white stills, Mm. but sort of slowly rotating. Yeah, with a blue overlay. Yeah, it's it's all quite quite odd. What do you think it symbolises, Tom? Prison. Prison, yeah. Probably would. Okay, so the episode opens with um, our protagonist, Kenny Conway, played by Brian Conley. Uh, going for an interview for a hospital porter role. Um, so he's determined to go straight, as we've established, but uh, that hasn't um, prevented him from paying for bogus references uh-huh. on his curriculum vitae. Mm. Um, I didn't get the first joke, something about CV, and he said he's got a Metro card. I think this might be a 90s yeah, thing. Yeah, probably. Oh, I think it, um, he's alluding to the Citroen 2 CV. Uh, okay, no, that's very good. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, Kenny's pal Jake, yeah, who is the um, proprietor of a uh, mechanics, um, who I also get the impression is a bit crooked. He's bent, Tom. Bent as they come. Is he? Mm. Uh, they're not family, though, are they? I think they're, they're not just friends. <laughs> no, they're, they're not, not they're family. Not, they're, they're, they're mates. The mates. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I think Jake was the one supplying him with the phony references. Uh, cut to Robbie, Kenny's little brother, uh, talking to his pal in the old schoolyard. Both characters have identical uh, early mid 90s curtained oh, haircuts. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Took me back. Yeah. His brother looks a bit like Kelly Jones from the Stereophonics. Oh. I, you saw that. I don't think it was him, but I thought worthy of note. Oh, there we go. Um, so Robbie is having girl problems. The problem being, he's got two girls. Two girls. Two, yeah. two girls at the same time. And he's asking his pal for advice on which one he should stick with and which one he should... It's like that song, isn't it? I've got 99 problems mm. and two of them are that I'm dating two girls. Mm. It is one problem. <laughs> that's not two problems, is it? Hmm? That's not two problems, that's one problem. Well, I suppose it depends if either of them are mean. So it's yeah. more troublesome in some way. Kenny goes to his probation office where he meets Mike Treadwell. Mm. Uh, I'd say the main antagonist of Time After Time. Ooh, There's clearly good. no love lost between the two. His voice really reminded me of someone else's. I wasn't, couldn't put my finger on it. Mike Treadwell's. Yeah, it's kind mm. of Alexander Armstrong's, but I don't think that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A bit yeah. of a cynic, isn't he? Not really a believer in uh, Kenny. Kenny or no. uh, the probation system. No, he seems not really suited for that job, but hey. Who am I to judge? Um, so well, the you of the show. <laughs> you are you. Yeah. So Mike is carrying on with Gillian, who is Kenny's probation officer, yep. and apparently oh, that's uh, Sam, Sam Beckinsale. And apparently, uh, I'm guessing in an earlier episode, Kenny uh, spotted them both in flagrante in the back of Hello. Mike's car. Oh yeah, that was at the flagrante. Um, this is a new one. End yeah. of the first episode. Is that is that it? Okay. So Mike's doing his best to keep the relationship under wraps, which Gillian isn't happy about. Um, so, for example, Mike's always wanting to go further afield for 40 their, miles or for their dates. Yeah, 40 yeah. minutes, I think 40 it was. Minutes, so yeah. Right, yeah. 
Um, while Gillian wants to go somewhere a little closer to home. Uh-huh. So I think it's revealed in the later episode we watched that Mike is married. Is that is that yeah. known from the outset? Good question, Keith. Mm. For you. I don't think they say. Oh, he does say he has to pick someone up, which could be his daughter or could be his wife. Because mm. that's that's immediately what I thought when he was clearly trying to keep the relationship a bit furtive. Right. I thought, you know, oh, he's he's married. Yeah. But yeah. That anyway. Sounds- um, I've got here. I haven't written down what the joke was, but another joke that references Robert, Robert Maxwell. Maxwell. I wrote yeah, that down too. Yeah, which Putting we saw him in front in... of a lifeboat drill, in charge of a lifeboat drill. Right. I think he was saying this is such a bad idea; it would be akin to putting Robert Maxwell. In I mean, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that we dig out, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Good night, sweetheart. Good night, sweetheart. Referenced it. Yeah. Um, probably it says that that was in season two, probably around the same time. Yeah. This. Yeah. Um. So, cut to Kenny's mother's house. Donna, Kenny's girlfriend, is there um, talking to Kenny's mum about the fact that their relationship seems to be taking a turn for the worse. Mm. Uh, the aforementioned Auntie Dot chimes in. Auntie Dot? Don't know why I said Auntie. Do you think the Auntie uh, Dot? Age, ages of these characters it just seem a bit off to yeah. me. Is that Con- Connolly's mum didn't seem old enough to be his mum. Yeah. Auntie Dot is playing a sort of an octogenarian character, but I've worked out she's about 56. Presumably her mm-hmm. mum's auntie. Uh, um, well, his mum's auntie. Yeah, yeah, but I think they're probably they're, that seems unlikely. The yeah. way that she's portrayed is to be some sort of doddery old woman. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's yeah. below sixty, and his brother seems far too young to be Brian. Cummins. Yeah, it also seems a it's bit all off, isn't it? Anyway, Auntie Dot chimes in with the suggestion that Kenny has quote gone gay when he was inside. Oh yeah, and they oh, get, yes. get an awful lot of mileage out of that joke. Um, the mother was appalled at that. She was, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. So Kenny's mum suggests Donna make Kenny a romantic candlelit dinner as a way of restoring the relationship. Mm. Uh, more on that later. Uh, back in Jake's garage, Robbie, Kenny and Jake are discussing the ways Robbie could dump one of his girlfriends. Uh, Kenny advocate, advocates for a more sensitive approach, whereas Jake uh, suggests a blunter alternative. Mm. I can't remember the exact... Uh, on your bike, love, or words to that effect. Ding, ding, here's your stop, or something. something get off the bus. That. Ding, ding, get off the bus. Maybe. I can't remember. Ring the bell, get off the bus. Yeah. That sort of thing. So Kenny goes for an interview at an Italian restaurant and gets a job, which is good. He's going to be a kitchen porter. So he's got a job at a restaurant. Remember that. Remember that. Um, so it turns out uh, Robbie finished with one of the girls. Um who is actually uh, the daughter of local street tough Chrissy McManus. Mm. Uh, McManus is notorious. Um, he uh, They cite in a uh, situation where he put his kid brother in hospital because he didn't take match of the day. Oh, yeah. So that gives you the, uh, an idea of the type of nasty bastard mm. Chrissy McManus is. Is that your words, or is that from the programme? That's not from the programme. Okay. No, they, they're pretty clean on the language. Yeah, although it's a smutty show. Bit of innuendo, yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple of other things happen. So Mike surprises Gillian with the news that he's booked a table at a local restaurant. Mm-hmm. Remember everyone what Tom said a yeah. minute ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, for their date. Um, Donna and Kenny's mum go to a happy shopper. Oh, is that what that yeah, was? Yeah, yeah, to get yeah. some groceries for the meal uh, that Donna's going to make for Mike, for, Mike, for um, Kenny. And then Kenny tries to claim unemployment benefit at the same time as working, much to the chagrin of Gillian. What are you doing, Keith? I'm uh, <laughs> playing with the lid of my bobble. Oh. 
Oh, that's very good. It's like one of those old old perfume perfume yeah, dispensers. Diffuser. Diffusers. There we go. I no longer have a bubble. This, this, yeah. uh, since the sponsorship money was not forthcoming, <laughs> I decided to do away with mine and go to a different brand. Sistema. Sistema. Water. The way you like it. Hmm. Ah. Very good, yeah. I stuck with bubble and I actually moved from a 500 milliliter bottle to a one litre bottle. It doesn't look that much bigger than my one, does it? Alright. <laughs> Um, Donna makes Kenny a lovely meal, uh, but he doesn't seem to appreciate it, and he spends most of his time talking about Gillian, which sends Donna crying into the kitchen. Yeah, poor Donna. I know. Poor poor Donna indeed. They're engaged, aren't they? So, I'm not sure. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That was maybe something I learned in episode one. There we go. So, I'd like, at this point, like, what... yeah, what is the deal with Donna's character? Because a lot of the dialogue, particularly between her and Kenny's mum, seems to suggest that she's a unfaithful to Kenny, repeatedly unfaithful to Kenny. She was, yeah. And b a bit thick. Yeah. Her her elevator doesn't go all the oh, way oh, to oh, the oh, top, lovely. shall we say? Tell you what, so I don't think she even has one. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, yeah. from the two episodes I watched. Um, you might have more intelligence from watching the first episode. I can't see much evidence of either of those traits. Yeah. She seems quite good-natured and loyal yeah. to Kenny. Yeah, she's certainly loyal after he comes back from prison. Oh, okay. He, she she cheated on him while he was in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I suppose she's a bit slow. She's a bit of a foil, a bit of a. A lightning rod for some yeah. innuendo and smutty jokes. Like she's good she's characters often sort of brought into question, isn't it? She seems like the nicest person in the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, by far. Uh, although I guess the writers didn't want you to sympathise with her too much because Kenny obviously treats her uh, with little respect. Yeah. Or he's, little value. Yeah, he's not nice to her. I would firmly guess that he ends up with um, Gillian. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, that's the way it seems mm, to be heading, yeah. isn't it? Um, so... While Kenny's at work at the, at the restaurant, a couple of McManus's boys come over and rough him up. One of those boys? Yes. Francis Ooh. McGee? Go on. Uh, the Augazoid from Peep Show. And you're going to tell me something else? Or is that no, yeah, that's the one you that remember is, as well? That is the one, yeah. Uh, who is the wealthy DJ who um, has eyes for jazz. Yes. That's right. Um, for listeners at home. Fantastic, stern lean face yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. very suited for villainous characters mm. also aged quite well mm. yeah yeah because yeah, he didn't look that dissimilar no. to how he looked in peep show so probably 10 12 years later yeah yeah that's true i guess it must have made it easier for jazz when uh, he insisted on handling his kenny conway <laughs> <laughs> there we go um so yeah a couple of these uh these hooligans um mm. or goons Hired goons. Henchmen. Yeah. Um, hired goons. <laughs> break in. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they think he's Robbie and they rough him up. Well, but uh, Kenny says he is Robbie, doesn't he? He takes the flag yeah, for his brother, which is quite noble. It is quite noble. You wouldn't necessarily expect of the character. And I say rough him up. Yeah. They push him face down into a pudding trolley and then push him into the restaurant. It yeah. probably didn't hurt that much. I mean, unless we're supposed to believe that once the credits roll, he gets a real kicking. Mm. It yeah. just feels like that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's uh, just a silly way to punish someone, yeah. isn't it? That man this might not be as bad as yeah. it's cracked up to be. He's got a sense of humour. Um, yeah, and he, get, he gets sent careering into the restaurant uh, where he crashes into a table where. Who, could, who should be dining but. Mike and Gillian. Because right. they went yeah. for a meal at a restaurant, and yeah. you see, Kenny works at a restaurant. 
Yeah. And we know it's a local restaurant. So it's the same restaurant. What are the odds? Restaurant. Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't make it up, could you? You couldn't write it. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> so that was episode uh, three. Um working with conviction. Mm, that was a good one. But before we get on to episode six. Oh. Yeah, what's next? <laughs> No, no, of, no of, um, time after time. Yep, sorry. Before I get onto that, oh, what's this? Oh, that's big, isn't it? It's a postcard from Lindhurst. Oh, another one. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Okay, what's it say on the back? I haven't. What's concept- it down the front? Conceptually, I haven't really thought this through because it's not. I'm not actually getting. It's not a postcard. What is it's it? A, it's it's trivia. Okay. So it should be more like if it, if it was truly postcards from Lindhurst, it'd be like people sending in their memories of Lindhurst. Well, it could be Nick Lindhurst in Lindhurst saying, "Hi, so I'm having a lovely time. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. We but, should probably cut this out. <laughs> well, it it's even, nice to see the inner machinations of the show. It doesn't even have to be Nick Lindhurst. It could be the mayor of Lindhurst. The mayor of Lindhurst. We should yeah. probably try and get them on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the name Lindhurst comes from the old English words Lind for lime tree and Hurst for wooded hill. Brilliant. Thanks. Okay. That's uh, lovely. Yeah. Uh, so that's fact two. Fact two. <laughs> yeah. Why about fact six? Fact two of. <laughs> well, we the Wikipedia we're... entry is only so long. We're going to go, aren't we? Episode find out for ourselves. You, you, you spunked one up the wall in episode one, didn't you? When you said you'd been to Lindhurst, we were saving that. Yeah. What up the? Good lord. <laughs> Punked up the wall. Stop squeezing your bubble. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... so maybe you could tell us about the next episode. <clears throat> Season 1, episode 6, Breaking Out. So the episode opens in the probation office with Gillian and Mike at each other's throats. So in the intervening episodes, things have seemingly gone sour Mm. between the pair, which has resulted in uh, Gillian receiving a less than unfavourable performance review. Sorry, less than favourable. An unfavourable performance review. Uh, Less than about favourable. Yeah. Mm. Um, There's a lot going on. Yeah. It's a it's a terrible performance review. Mm. Mike uh, is jealous, I guess, of Gillian's relationship with Kenny, mm. and has been spying on them both, which is uh, both unprofessional and weird. Creepy. Yeah. yeah. Um, he strongly suggests that Gillian moves to another probation office, mm. which is quite extreme. She slaps him as well. She does. Which mm. it should is grounds for dismissal. So. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, um, that doesn't happen. No, no. So back at um, the old Conway residence, Kenny's playing poker with his pals, and his mum arrives with Auntie Dot in tow. Uh, Auntie Dot is going to be moving in with the Conways temporarily, on account of some burst water pipes. Yeah, they get some, some sort of leak, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, which means Kenny has to involuntary involuntarily. Relinquish his bedroom. There's a gag here. They're playing poker, aren't they? That almost works, but doesn't, and it really annoyed me. Go on. His one of Kenny's friends, Willis. Says, is it Willis? I think it is. Yeah. Says after Kenny has um, complimented his girlfriend to the group, "Are we here to talk about your girlfriend or poker?" <laughs> and that nearly works, but that's not the alternative. Would be, "Are we here to poker?" I mean, you don't say, oh, do you want to come around to poker? Mm. Come, you come around to play poker, don't you? Yeah, yeah, do you want a game true. of poker? Yeah. So there's not really an there's innuendo there. Well, is it? it is. I mean... I mean, I get it. It elicited a chuckle from me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah, I did get that, yeah. But yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I mean, that, that was... 
That was going to be my favourite line. But anyway, yeah. actually, yeah, mine too. Sure, Got to write these wrongs. Kenny has to share a bunk bed with his brother Robbie and sleep on the top bunk, which he's not happy about. Kenny wants the bed. Oh no, that's something. That's, that's Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. uh, back at the probation office, Kenny's talking to Gillian, um, and he's convinced she fancies him. Uh, he's also appalled that Mike is trying to move her to another probation office and says, to Gillian's horror, quote, this geezer needs to be sorted out. That's what he says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he actually says, this geezer needs to be sorted out. That's Phil Mitchell. This geezer... No, hang on. <laughs> How's he talk? He's what this geezer needs to be sorted out. No, that's, oh, that's Phoebe. Phoebe. <laughs> I can only do two impressions. Um... Yeah, I think he's implying they're going to break his legs or do something equally mm. uh, unpleasant. Yeah. And uh, Gillian's, yeah, pretty appalled by that. Um, as a solution to Kenny's current predicament, Gillian suggests he find somewhere to live on his own. She even offers to help him look for a place. So Kenny goes home and he tells his family this. And his mother is, uh, yeah, shocked. And. Angry. Angry. And upset. And upset. All the emotions. Mm-hmm. And she proclaims, to think I had him induced. Yeah. yeah. I think she sees this as some sign of disrespect. And yeah. thinks he's ungrateful. But I don't I don't know. None of that really adds up. Like, I would have thought she'd... You know, it's another mouth to feed. I would have thought, thought right. she wanted him. Mm-hmm. Really sure yeah. yeah. Especially as he's 31, I think he says, at some point. Yeah, yeah. 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 He knows. Time, time to move on, maybe, Kenny. Fly the nest. Yeah. Uh, he's already done a bit of bird. Oh, that's good. Thanks. Well done. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Bird means prison. Oh. I've not heard that. Mike is at a conference. Slang. In, yeah, there we hmm. go. Mike is at a conference in Colchester uh, where he catches the eye of a young lady called Belinda mm. at the hotel bar. And the two hit it off, don't they? They, they really do. hit it off. Belinda takes an instant liking to me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Kenny and Gillian back in London. Kelly and Gillian. Kelly. Yeah, la, 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 la. Kenny and Gillian go to see a really horrible property. Um, really, really run down. Well, isn't it? He has planks on the windows. Plank. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> must be really bad. Yeah. Uh, the flat above belongs to a prostitute, and they can hear the squeaking of the mattress. Uh, the flat below um, is home to a partially deaf occupant who plays uh, Seekers records really loud. Mm. So. Basically, it's not great for, for mm. noise. That's it. Noise from both ends. Yeah. Well. No peace and quiet. Uh, turns out that Belinda is actually a friend of Kenny's. Um, she uh, took some compromising photos of herself and Mike. Mm. And this is, yeah, this is where uh, Kenny mentions that Mike is married and that he might uh, show these unsavoury snaps to his wife would by you, way of blackmailing him would you describe this as a honey trap Tom interesting yes I think I would mm, thank you carry on Do I hadn't thought of that yeah what uh, what would you describe as a honey trap what, what does that mean so if a uh, a married lady mm-hmm. thinks her husband is or has the potential to be unfaithful yeah she'll pay someone yeah, I don't. I don't think that always has to be the, the scenario. I okay. think it's any situation in which a an attractive lady 
is hired to seduce a man in order to either compromise his integrity or, oh. or maybe solicit some information. It's a bit like the plot of Red Sparrow, which I haven't seen, but I believe is along those lines. I haven't seen it either. Well, me right. neither. Okay, well, let's okay, go with yes. Got, okay, then definitely <laughs> yes. Let's review uh, Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow Talk. Red Sparrow Talk. Red Sparrow Talk. There we go. Works Set up nicely for us. So many levels. Well, one. One level. Mm. Um, so, yeah, basically, Mike's going to be blackmailed. Yeah. Kenny blackmails Mike. <laughs> um, back at the flat, Kenny's moved in and he's done a first rate job of decorating it. It looks like a different <laughs> flat. <laughs> it looks completely yeah. different. Um, however, one snag, a customer of Kenny's upstairs neighbour, mistakenly comes into their flat and thinks Donna is a prostitute. Yeah. Gets as far as unzipping his fly. Yeah. Nearly revealing his Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> one. That might be the best yeah. yeah. Before being sent on his way by Kenny. Ke- oh, Kenny but, finds it all quite amusing. Yeah, but not in a, like a... Yeah. Yeah. Shakes his hand, even. Yeah. Mm? And then wipes oh, it yeah. on his jacket. Yeah. Kenny's family come over, and Kenny's mum is less than impressed. I keep saying Kenny's mum, but I don't think... I think someone calls her Jean at some point, but she's always credited as Mark Conway. Conway. I think she is Kenny's mum, surely. Oh, no, she is Kenny's yeah, mum, but, right. I mean, I don't know the character's oh, name. Oh, I see. Right, right, right. Yeah, Mark Conway. She's less than impressed by the setup. Uh, back in the probation office, Mike has changed Gillian's performance review to be overwhelmingly positive in light of the blackmail. So, including using a phrase that is not one that Mike would usually use. No, one in a million. Which is actually a phrase that so you might hear Kenny Conway Kenny so. used. Didn't he? He, okay, did yeah, say, yeah. he did say oh, it yeah, in yeah, the episode. I think you're one in a million, Gillian. So, yeah, that's that's, that's better, how, isn't that's it? That's basically yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, it's like John Hurt's Elephant Man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was going for. Oh gosh, I'd watch that. Um, so yeah, moral of the story: blackmail, blackmail works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kenny and Don are on a night out with uh, Jake, and I believe Jake's uh, lady friend. Uh, they get back to the flat only to discover that it's been completely cleaned out, save for two peach-coloured uh, lamps, mm. lampshades. Yeah, which is a bit of a, a gag from earlier, where I believe Donna bought him one item, and uh-huh. then Auntie Dot bought him another as a housewarming mm. gift. They're you know, identical, aren't they? They're identical. Did he? Did he like them? He did not. He like did them. not like them. So it's mm. ironic, really, isn't it, that everything yes. got stolen save for the. Things. Two yeah. things. Um, so Kenny decides to move back in with his mum, which he's over the moon about. And the episode ends with Kenny's mum, Mark Conway, asking Jake to get rid of Kenny's possessions, which he has stacked up in a front room. So she orchestrated the whole robbery. Yeah. Oh, what? But why? Because mm. she wants him back. But why? Yeah. I mean, because she yeah, wants him right. back. But why? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. It's You know, it's one thing tricking him into moving back but it's tricking him and essentially destroying all of his possessions yeah um, it's a, a bit pretty far. malicious move isn't it yeah I didn't take to a mark on my no she no. wasn't my favourite character she's a kingpin character isn't she mm. connected to the underworld so yeah you mentioned that in the first episode that they're all career criminals what's she what's she what's, what's, what's her deal where pulls forward I don't know what about what about Robbie, young Robbie? Well, he he's uh, working for Jake, doing some uh, illicit illicit work at the garage. Well, I mean, he's uh, 
mainly doing cleaning and washing and that sort of thing. But but is it illicit because he's underage? Uh, I think it's just because of the illegal operation of the business as a whole. And what about Auntie Dot? Drug Baron? Drug Baron, yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she smuggles opiates in her leg. In her leg? Yeah. Wow. So I didn't mention that again in the other episodes we watched. No, no, no. So when, when, when Kenny thinks he's been robbed and his mum is playing along, she's uh, flabbergasted because she says, we do not rob our own. Mm. Which made me think, are they some sort of like really powerful crime fan? Yeah. Why would people know that they're yeah. criminals? But they certainly don't look at it. They certainly don't act like kind of like Soprano-esque family. And she does rob her own. Yeah, well, that's exactly what she does. Well, You're right, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Can't be much more of your own yeah. than your own sons. No. Flesh and blood. Well, I think the implication is is that the criminal fraternity are all uh, loyal in some way to each yeah. other. Because right. they seem to have a link to the McManus family, didn't they? Mm. Like, Mark Onward was like, I'll go talk to Chrissy. That's true. You know, that's true. Go have a sit down, as it were. That doesn't seem to work, does it? No. I knew amongst thieves, Tom. I know amongst these. Yeah. So that was time after time. Yeah. Um, favorite line, favorite character. Yeah. My favorite line. Uh, there was this great gag in the second episode. Yeah. Are we here to talk about your girlfriend or poker? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Um, uh, no, that it wasn't my favorite line. What was my favorite line? I didn't have many. Uh, I didn't mind. Um, Wait for it. It's going to be worth it. Uh, people are getting up earlier so they can hate you for longer, which is something yeah, Kenny says yeah, to Mike. Mm. Um, Favourite character? I thought Sam Beckinsale was good as mm. Julian, partly because she reminded me of her dad, um, and he's great, a good mm. actor. Yeah. But she was also the best actor in it. I thought, she was. By yeah. some distance. By country mile. Yeah. However, however the, the chap Mike was later in an episode of... People Like Us. Oh, uh, really? Good programme, mm-hmm. that. Which one was that? People Like Us. Mockumentaries. Chris Langham behind the camera. Oh. Sort of small businesses and the like. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it. I've got it on DVD. I'll lend it oh, to you. Oh, that'd like. be great. Thanks. Yeah. I also have it on DVD. I'll lend it to you too. See okay. which one you prefer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be Chief, favourite line, favourite character? Favourite line uh, was actually about a card game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, after the honey trap, Donna is working with walking with her friend Belinda and Donna asks so how far did you have to go with Mike and uh, Belinda replies oh all the way to Chelmsford <laughs> that's not what she meant though was it no it wasn't what she meant she wanted to know if she'd seen his Toby Anstis his Toby Anstis yeah or, or any of his uh, Chuckle Brothers <laughs> <laughs> Paul or Barry? <laughs> it actually turned out he was he was too drunk and it was all staged anyway. Uh, favorite character? I'll also go with Sam Beckinsale's Gillian. Mm. Okay, favorite line for me? I did like the poker gag, uh, but I, now it's it, you're right. It doesn't stand up to scrutiny. No, no, it's not really. I think so. I think my other um, favorite line is actually again one from Kenny aimed at Mike, although not to his face. He says when he when he they're talking about. Uh, Mike and Gillian's affair. Kenny says, "What's he used for contraception? His personality." Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't work, does it? But uh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the joke. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The method might not. I don't know. Uh, favorite character. I'm going to say Donna. Okay. Because yeah. I think, like, is yeah, I do feel for the girl. Nice. Well, it's it's um it's time to talk about scores, of course. Uh, 
We use the bird rating system of where one is a mower, the biggest bird, therefore the best, and ten is the sparrow, the smallest and the worst. Uh, so, Tom. You start, Tom. Where, where, uh, which bird? Can you remind me yes. what we voted going straight as, just out of curiosity? I can, if you just do some music. So, oh, you gave some. it four. I gave it four, so hmm. that's What did I give it? I gave it three. I think you also gave it four. Four is a flamingo. Flamingo, yeah. Uh, you gave it... No, you did give it a three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I was right, wasn't I, Tom? Yeah. You're regretting that four. You're thinking it's too low now. That's exactly Gastornis. what you're thinking. It's all over your face. I should have gone for Castornus, yeah. yeah. So, with Time After Time, I... It feels it feels like I haven't really watched anything. It, it just sort of <laughs> <laughs> that's very good by describing it. It was all quite quite uh, just sort of washed over me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of forgettable. So it's not that I don't find it that offensive. No, but also I really don't want to watch anymore. No, I think I prefer it to Slinger's Day. I think it's a bit better. Yeah, than Slinger's Day. Okay, Slinger's Day yeah. is quite abrasive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm it's. I, it's probably a Kakapo, a number eight. A Kakapo. Okay. Uh, Graham. Mm. Yeah, same. Same. Uh, I'm also going to go with Kakapo. I was looking at King Penguin at a seven, but no. I feel about that too, yeah. Oh, that's good. It's, it's just light entertainment at its worst, and I, I remember willing it to end. <laughs> uh, checking yeah. how long was left until the episodes were over. Right. Are we ready for a quiz? We are. Always. Well, I am. Um, oh, certainly, yeah. Okay. I think this one's a bit better than last week. Although I did quite enjoy it, nonetheless. <laughs> um, okay. Simple one this time. Name the show which includes a reference to time or time-related words Ooh. in the title. Have you got an example? Um, Doesn't matter. So I'll give you a description. Uh, a sitcom starring Brian Connolly ah. coming out of prison. Time after time. Going straight. It's one nil so far. Yes. It's a Okay, you got it? Yeah. Get your documents open. First one, it gets um, progressively harder. Oh, so it starts right. with a pretty easy one. Tony Robinson and a team of specialists carry out an archaeological dig. They're typing furiously. Listeners, show know. me. Tom's gone with time team. Keith's gone with time team. Wonderful. One <laughs> Number two, a 1973 to 1985 BBC One TV sitcom about the owner of a local corner shop. Bit light on detail there, but I think you'll get it. Uh, what is specifically got time in the title? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, it's, it's related. a measurement of time. Yeah, such could as be. you've both got it open all yeah. hours. So I could have been clear on that. Do no, you both feel no. like you understand it? I do time now. Or related to time. Yeah. yeah. I got it, Graham. It was really good. Thank you. Yeah. This I remember, is. I remember that. Keith. Number three, a CITV drama series about a youngish boy who could stop time. I'm not quite sure why it says youngish in the Wikipedia. <laughs> he, he was young. CITV. Yeah, he was, just, he was just young. Tom's got it. He's looking around the room. <laughs> the I was just trying, to, trying to avoid Tom's screen okay. because of integrity. Um, no, I don't know. It was Burner's Watch. Hmm, you ever seen that one? Young lad, he's got a stopwatch that allows him to freeze time. Is that the one where he gets it from like a weird junk shop and he, he's told he can press a certain button but he tries different combinations and then it does things like rewind time. And I'm not sure. Probably. Oh, sounds very similar, yeah. I thought. Is it a stopwatch or is it a wristwatch? Wrist I thought it was a stopwatch. I don't want to bring a wristwatch. We'll review it one day. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Mm. Number four. 
an anthology programme following the lives of a group of workers at a Manchester textile factory. It starred John Sim, among many others. Ooh. Time, references to time, time-related things. I think I've got it. Tom's got it. Yes. Um, no, I, I, I'm sure... I'm sure I'll kick myself. I can't remember what that is. It was clocking off. Ah, no, I wouldn't have got that. Question five. It's all over for Keith. Yeah, this isn't looking good. Um, Another anthology series described by the BFI as flagship BBC single drama strand that ran from 1970 to 1984. This will help. It's my go-to programme for the Lindhurst number. Oh, God, what's that called? Oh. Not, it's not new tricks. Yeah, Tom's got it. He's done his game today. Tom. Uh, no. It's play for today. Yeah. Very good, Tom. Well done. Yeah. You deserve that win this time. Uh, There's still one more, isn't there? Maybe that's your five. Oh, that's five. Sorry. Yeah. Not a machine. <laughs> cool. Well, that's five to three, isn't it? Well, five to two, in fact. I only got two. Well done, Tom. My well, winning done. streak continues. Yeah, well done. Uh, um, okay, that's cool. me done. Yeah, well, See I think that's, that's us done, yeah, isn't it? I can wrap up now. Mm. Thanks very much for listening to Sparrow Talk Presents Time After Time, sung by Brian Connolly. Uh, we'll be back with another episode next week. Tune in to find out what it is. If you can wait that long, I mean, if you let them stack up, then you can listen to it immediately. Maybe mm. do that. Um, you can actually listen to them. Um, yeah. Sequentially. <laughs> yeah. Or, n- or not. Whenever mm. you want, really. In whatever order, really. At any time At as well. At any time. That's the After genius time. of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Listen to them again and again. I mean, you could be listening They're to made this that way. in 25 years' time. You could. Could you? Unless uh, we stop paying our hosting, uh, our hosting fees. <laughs> which is quite likely. <laughs> quite likely. Well, I'm going to say goodbye. Tom, do you want to go next? Goodbye. Okay. Just move me next. Goodbye. Bye.